You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from beautiful Central Florida. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out today to listen to this uh, episode of the podcast. This is episode 91. Uh, Should all Christians speak in tongues or do all Christians have the ability to speak in tongues? Now, I don't think this topic ought to be controversial, uh, but based on some of the theological positions of certain Christians, it definitely has become very controversial. Uh, Before we dive in, I just want to say a huge thanks to all of our uh, regular listeners have been so many of you that have been with us for for many many episodes, and I just want to say a big thanks to the, the loyal following. Uh, I'm really excited. I also want to remind everyone uh, about our website, theologyfortherestofus.com. We have several resources. Uh, every episode has show notes, kind of describing what the episode's about, and has resources. All of the Bible verses and books that are ever mentioned in any episode are always on the website. In addition to that, there's a resources page there with some of my favorite books and podcasts and other things you can check out. So I want to highly encourage you at some point, if you're interested uh, in getting some more resources as you do theological studying, check out our website, theologyfortherestofus.com. And at the website, you can also uh, fill out a form to reach out to me. All right, let's dive into the topic at hand. Uh, should all Christians speak in tongues or do all Christians have the ability to speak in tongues? Uh, this is a part of a mini-series I've been doing over the last several episodes. I've been talking about the Holy Spirit, gifts of the Spirit, uh, spiritual gifts. Uh, and so obviously speaking in tongues is a part of that. Covered this extensively in our previous episode, episode 90. But I want to answer this question very specifically. Uh, before I do that, I just want to say that I love my charismatic and Pentecostal brethren. I know I feel like in a few episodes I've maybe uh, maybe bashed them a little bit. I don't mean to. Like, legitimately, I don't mean to do that. I just I just disagree in certain areas. I want everyone to know, like, for more than 10 years, almost 11 years of my life, I was a part of the charismatic Pentecostal movement. I was a pastor. I was at multiple churches. I worked at different churches. I was a part of multiple churches as a pastor, a youth pastor, as a member. So that was a part of my life, part of my heritage. Um, I, I'm, I'm not embarrassed about that. I love that. Um, there are many, many charismatic and Pentecostals that love Jesus a lot. And in fact, there are some areas where I think mainstream charismatics run circles around other believers. I think in areas like having kind of focused, vibrant prayer life and evangelism and, and a variety of other areas, I feel like in general, charismatics are awesome. And they're really an, an, an example to the rest of uh, the body of Christ. Um, they're not all wrong in every area. Okay. So I apologize if I feel like, if it sounds like I'm bashing charismatics or I've been condescending, I don't mean to be, I just want to make it clear. I disagree with charismatics and Pentecostals on a variety of topics. And this is one area where I vehemently, vehemently disagree. And I do believe that the position of the charismatic and Pentecostal churches in this area is detrimental to the body of Christ. So let me answer the question emphatically. Do all Christians speak in tongues? The answer is no. Why do I believe that? Well, 1 Corinthians 12, in that chapter, the Apostle Paul outlines all of the spiritual gifts. I already talked about this in a previous episode. You can go back and listen to episode 88, where I outline all of the spiritual gifts. And in that passage, Paul makes it abundantly clear 
God works in different ways in different people. It's the same God who works in all of us, but he does it uniquely in each individual person. His character and nature doesn't change, but the way he interacts with each person in terms of their spiritual gifting does shift and change. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7 says this, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. Okay, this is what it's saying. We are given spiritual gifts for the purpose of building one another up, for serving one another. Verse 8, to one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message, gives a special knowledge. Uh, verse 9, uh, the same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, one Spirit gives the gift of healing. Right? Paul's making it clear, listen, all of us have different gifts. To one person, it's wisdom. Another person, it's word of knowledge. Another person, it's healing. He's making the list. Some person have this. Some people have that. Some people have this. Some people have that. Uh, verse 10, let's continue, says this. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, right? Speaking in tongues. While another person is given the ability to interpret what is said, right? That's the gift of interpreting tongues. Verse 11, it, it is only the one and only spirit who distributes all of these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have, right? It is saying the Holy Spirit, God himself, is the one that distributes these spiritual gifts, and he's the one that determines who should get what. Some people get one or two. Some people get three or four. We all have different things, right? And in this passage, in 1 Corinthians 12, as well as in Romans 12, the Apostle Paul equates Christians as a body. We, you know, he uses the metaphor that we are one body with many, with many parts. Now think about this. Does every body part you have have the ability to have vision? No. Like which body parts in the human body has vision? Two eyeballs, right? Your eyes have the ability to have vision. Your liver does not have the ability to have vision, right? Your brain doesn't have vision. Your toenails don't have vision, right? Like not every body part has the same ability. In the same way, not every body part in the church, not every member has the same abilities. We all have different abilities. In the same manner that not every body part in your body does the same thing, not every person within the body of Christ does the same thing. We do not have the same gifts. It is up to God to determine who gets what gift. Later in 1 Corinthians 12, the Apostle Paul says this, are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Of course not. That's what he says in 1 Corinthians 12, 30. I'm, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. He says, of course not. We don't, right? If someone says, well, we should all speak in tongues, then I would respond by saying, well, are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Like, does everyone have the, no, like, no, we don't have all the ability to do this. Like, If you look at the context of 1 Corinthians 12, Paul makes it clear, like, no, not all of us have the same abilities. So some people will have the ability to speak in tongues and others will not. So why is it that charismatic Pentecostals claim that every Christian should be speaking in tongues, that every Christian has the ability to speak in tongues? Well, the reason is because people will point to the book of Acts and say, well, every time in the book of Acts someone received the Holy Spirit, they spoke in tongues, which means that every time we receive the Holy Spirit, we should speak in tongues. That's the, that's the line of reasoning. I will concede there are three occasions in the book of Acts that clearly talk about people speaking in tongues when they receive the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2, verse 4. Acts chapter 10, verses 44 through 46. Acts 19, 6. However, 
These are the only three occasions in which that takes place. There are other moments in the book of Acts when there are thousands of people who believe in Jesus and receive the Holy Spirit, and there's no mention of them speaking in tongues. Acts chapter 2, verse 41, Acts 8, 5 through 25, Acts 16, 31 through 34, Acts 21, 20. These are all instances where people believed in Jesus, they were saved, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they never spoke in tongues. Right? Like, to say that just because it happened to those to those people in three moments is odd because there are four other moments where it's talked about them receiving the Holy Spirit and there's no mention of speaking in tongues whatsoever. To take that doctrinal statement, I think is extremely odd and inconsistent. In addition, I think it's detrimental because I think you have people within the charismatic movement that will say to someone, well, you don't speak in tongues, so you don't have the full power of the Holy Spirit or you don't have the Holy Spirit like I have the Holy Spirit. And that begins to drive a wedge between people. That brings division. And you have this division between the the greater thans and the less thans, right? The haves and the have-nots. And you're now pushing down or you're condescending to certain people within the body of Christ. And that, my friends, is absolutely unacceptable and inappropriate. Nowhere, not one place in the New Testament is it ever taught that speaking in tongues is the evidence that a person has the Holy Spirit. Not at all. In fact, the New Testament clearly teaches us that every believer does indeed have the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 9, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, Ephesians 1, verses 13 and 14. But the Bible does clearly state that not every believer speaks in tongues. As I read a moment ago, 1 Corinthians 12, 30, Paul asked the question, do we all speak in tongues? And his, his response, of course not. We do not all speak in tongues. Listen, I appreciate my, my charismatic and my Pentecostal brethren in many, many regards. But in this area, I think my charismatic brethren, they just get it flat out wrong. And I would challenge all of my charismatic brethren to really reconsider their position on this particular topic. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I sure hope it's been helpful and insightful. If you have a question that you'd like me to answer on the podcast, or maybe you have a follow-up question to this episode, either way, please feel free to shoot me an email. The address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. If you'd like to connect with me personally, the best way to do that is on Twitter. You can find me at Kenneth Ortiz. It's K-E-N-N-E-T-H. O-R-T-I-Z. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. Mm-hmm.